Hello, I'm T.S. Wright, and welcome to The God-Centered Concept. Episode 7, The God-Centered Process, Part 3. So, in the first two episodes of this particular segment, The God-Centered Process that we're doing, we took a look at gold refined by fire, which gold represents the truth. And obviously it's God's truth because the seller is Jesus himself speaking God's truth to us and to this church of Laodicea. The second episode was more about purity, about the white garments, which represents purity. Now we're going to move into the next phase of this. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read this particular verse again, and then we will... Uh, We'll look at this next part. Starting Revelation chapter 3, verse 18. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined by fire so that you may become rich. White garments so that you may be clothed and your shameful nakedness not exposed. And salve to anoint your eyes so that you may see. Well, as we're diving into this and looking at eye salve and anointing the eyes and, and create and understanding that we need that to have God's vision, we need to ask ourselves a few questions first. Number one, so why is this statement made by Christ in relationship, or I should say in relation to the church of Laodicea? Number two, why are the people in this church blind? Number three, what is it that they cannot see? Number four, what's causing them to be blind? which sort of goes back to that, but I'm this now, that fourth one's more on the individual, not just the church as a whole, but each individual. Number five, why do they need eye salve? And number six, what is eye salve? And number seven, why do their eyes need to be anointed? So let's, let's break this down. After looking at the first two aspects of these, of this particular verse, when we looked, we already looked at it again, we looked at, white garments, the purity that represents purity, and of course before that, gold that represents truth, refined by the fire. And we understand that Christ is the seller of God's truth and God's purity. Now, we're going to be buying eye salve from Jesus himself. So Jesus gives us that, all right, and he purifies us. One way that we can also look at this before we dive really deep into the eye salve is these parts of the process, okay? These three parts of the process in many ways represents God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The first part, gold, represents God the Father, where he's giving you his truth. The second part, the white garments, represents God the Son, his death and resurrection that purifies us from our sin. And the third part, the eye salve, so we can see, is the power of the Holy Spirit inside us to make our vision clear to God. So we can we can sort of we can kind of see how that would work and how that represents that. Okay, so the three got the three and one here, all three are represented in this one verse in that way. But we also need to understand eye salve, okay? Because eye salve is a very important uh, 
was very important for people who could not see or was having problems seeing. It's something that we use now. We have eye drops. I mean, we have all these things to, to clear our vision. So what is eye salve representing here in this particular verse? Well, eye salve in many ways is our connection to the Holy Spirit. We cannot have the Holy Spirit if we are not first purified. Okay, we have to be purified. And we have to, as here's what happens. The believer first has to accept his sin, the truth that God's wrath is upon us until we embrace the fact that we are sinful. And then that next part is that Jesus is the one that takes our place to satisfy God's wrath. It's his death, shed blood, death, and resurrection that takes care of that problem. All right, and then we receive the power of the Holy Spirit. But what happens is in this church, he is talking to people who already understand these facts. But the problem is, is they have lost their way along the way. And that is very representative of what's happened to the church today. We have lost our way. The church has lost its way in many ways. We've abandoned the truth. And by abandoning the truth, we've lost the power of God's salvation transforming us and making us like Jesus so that the power of the Holy Spirit can come out in us. And that I salve is really the power of the Holy Spirit. And we talked some of it about that just in the purification process in the last episode. So I'm not bringing something new, but I'm also explaining that as we we have to keep in step in the, with the Spirit. We stated that in the last episode. I'm stating this again. This eye salve is an anointing from the Holy Spirit. It is. And once we're anointed, the problem is, is what this church seems to be doing is that they are deceived and they keep stepping backwards. It's, you know, if we want to go and, and compare this to the whole spiritual milk versus eating solid food, we can do that. And Paul brings that up more than once in, in his letters that are in the New Testament. That's, you know, you can find that in Hebrews. We can find that in Corinthians. So there's, you know, there's some different times when Paul brings this up and he keeps talking about this spiritual milk and eating solid food. And we have to, you know, we have to understand that in our growth process, we need to keep growing. That doesn't mean we don't have a little step back sometimes, but we need to keep progressing. And the problem is, and this is what's happening in the, in the church today, and I believe this, is that we're getting, we're receiving salvation. And for a short period of time, people that receive salvation, they, they receive Christ. They receive the purification. So they embrace that truth of their sin and they embrace salvation. But then when we get over the jubilation of that, I guess, or the excitement of that, so to speak, and that 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 newness kind of wears off of walking in the spirit we lose we, we start losing the battles because what happens is is the world starts coming at us okay all these things that we experienced before these fleshly issues that we had they start coming back and now we have to deal with them and that is a very that can be a, a very tough aspect of our life to deal with but the problem is is we don't want to keep stepping back in the spiritual milk all right, we need to keep moving forward in our walk with God and maturing in that in that battle. And I believe this is what this is talking about. And so to mature is to learn to keep in step with the Spirit. Now, some of that will happen over a period of time, 
but we must keep our focus. We can't let ourselves get off that path. I believe that discipleship is a big part of this I-self. I'm going to use that word again, discipleship, because this entire podcast is really about discipleship. This is a message to the church. Okay, this is a message for people who already have accepted Christ. It doesn't mean that somebody who does not know Christ couldn't listen to this. And I have brought this up already in, in a previous episode, but I'm saying this here now. I salve is the is the power of the Holy Spirit working through us to take God's will and magnify it in our lives to glorify him, but also to show that to the rest of the world. Because we are to be a beacon of hope and light. But God's light, not our own, God's light and God's truth to the rest of the world. But this church seems to have lost that and, it, and it's blinded them. Okay. And then what happens is, is we just slowly creep back into the world's ways. We receive salvation, gotten our fire insurance. But then what happens is we, we lose, we lose the power of that, of the salvation working in us while we're here on earth. Salvation is not just for heaven. But it is part of our process to grow with Christ here. And we call that, some people call that sanctification. But that I salve is allowing the power of the Holy Spirit to transform us. All right. So what I want to do is I want to go to another verse here that I that I believe is really important. And that verse, or I should say a couple of verses, is Romans chapter 12 verses 1 and 2 so romans chapter 12 verses 1 and 2 are to me some of the most important aspects of understanding the mature how to mature in christ and what that what that really looks like eventually i'm going to get into talking about true worship and we'll probably and we will definitely come back to these verses but what i'm going to do right now is i'm going to read this for you guys and explain this verse. I'm going to read it in a way that I think really brings not only wisdom, but I also think it's going to bring um, a perspective that will help us. Okay, so let's uh, let's break this down right now and see how how Paul writes this and really talk about what this means. All right, so it says, "Therefore, I urge you, brothers, on account of God's mercy." To offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, which is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform to this world. Another way you could say this is do not attach yourself to the things of this world, but be transformed, changed is another way you could say that by the renewing of your mind. So then you will be able to test and approve what is good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. Let me read that again and let that sink in. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, on account of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, which is your spiritual service or act of worship. Do not be attached to the things of this world or do not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, then you will be able to test and approve what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. So, 
and then and then it goes on and in verse three it talks about do not think of yourself more highly than you ought but think of yourself with sober judgment according to the measure of faith god has given you basically faith coming from god and it's what he gives you it's not something that you do on your own so we can't claim and boast you know in ourselves about that we can only boast and, and claim everything in christ that christ is the one doing it but understand this revelation chapter 3 verse 18 totally relates to these verses right here because to have eyes, Salvin, to see clearly, to be able to, another way to say it, another way to test and approve what the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God is, is that we have to be transformed. And to be transformed and to see God's will, we have to let the power of the Holy Spirit remove our attachments to the world and our attachments of the flesh and the other things that distract us from God and take us away from God's will and take us away from understanding that God is the center of everything and we're just a part of his plan. None of us are a full part of his plan. We're not Christ. We're not going to do the things that Christ did. Nobody is. I mean, if, if you really want to break it down, we can go back to Philippians chapter three. Paul says he is the, that himself is the most perfect person and the most perfect Pharisee in perfection in the way that we would describe it in a human way of anyone. But yet he considers it all garbage. He considers it all a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Jesus Christ as Lord. And he's our Lord as well. Jesus is far above and beyond anything we are. And he is the culmination. He is the whole. We are just vessels for God to use. And that's really what we need to be transforming. And that's what the eye salve is, is allowing the power of the Holy Spirit through us submitting to God submitting to his truth and embracing it no matter what our feelings are and putting on that white garment and letting his holiness be absorbed by his holiness and his purity and live that out and through that process of living that out our minds will be transformed and we get purified by reading the word and by praying and by fasting okay fasting is a part of that we'll talk about that later for now we're going to focus just on on this piece of it but we need to be transformed and we need to walk through that process of transformation, okay? And I believe that the Beatitudes, you can get into Matthew chapter 5, we can kind of walk through some of that transformation, and we will at some point. We'll go through that. But for now, know that the Word of God can transform you. It can, as long as we are relinquishing and submitting to the power of the Holy Spirit. So the first thing we need to do is literally we need to put our sin on the table to God and ask him what is not pleasing him. Be purified, just like we talked about in the last episode, and say, now, Lord, show me what you want me to be, not what you don't want me to be, but show me what you want me to be. So we don't just want to focus on the negative aspect, but we need to start focusing forward on what God wants to create in us in the big picture and then start letting him work the details out inside you. And I'm going to tell you, that is a process. It takes patience to do that. You That is not going to happen in a day. All right? That is not going to happen in a day. There was a part of my life, and I'm just going to use this as an example, that the Lord called me to a fast. And he did not call me to a fast because of something great, but he needed to work some things out in my heart first to completely attach myself to him and get away from some things that were 
basically distracting me from God's will. They were. And through that process, on about day 14, 13, 14, and 15, God brought some things to me. And through day 16, so it was about three or four day process where I had to process some things in my life that I needed to deal with. And I need to offer them to the Lord. And I needed to seek forgiveness on. So, and I did that. And then the rest of the fast was about him showing me his power that he could bring inside me as an open vessel to him. Not what I could do, but what he could do in me. And he started giving me kind of a vision of things he wanted me to do. And, and honestly, this podcast was part of that. It's not the whole part of it, but it is a part of it. He needed me to be transformed in some areas of my life that I simply wasn't turning over to him. That I wasn't trusting him with. The measure of and the quality of our relationship with God, with God is going to be totally based on how much we trust him. Because we can be doing the technical aspects, what we call some of the legal aspects, and some people might call that legalism, in doing it right, which is what the Pharisees were sort of doing back in Jesus' day. But if we're not doing it his way and doing what he wants with the attitude and the heart of what he wants and projecting that in the way that he wants it projected, that means doing all the other intangibles, so to speak, in the way that he wants, then it doesn't matter. The legalistic part is not the only part of this. Our heart's attitude and how we approach that and approaching, you know, walking in righteousness matters. We have to do that in brokenness and humbleness. We have to walk humbly with our God because we always have to acknowledge the fact that given to our own demise, our own self, without the Holy Spirit in us, we will not walk in the way that we should. We will eventually break down and walk in a fleshly manner. We will not walk in the Spirit. We can only do that when the Holy Spirit is working through us and we are surrendering to God to do that. And how do we do that? We absorb ourselves into his word in prayer. Like I said, fasting will be a part of that. So all of those things come into play when we do that. So as we're, as we're looking at this eye salve, and let's go back to this. When we're blind to the world, when we're, or excuse me, when we're blind to the spirit, it is because there is something in, in us that is attaching itself to the world. And we have some impurity in us, and we're probably not completely embracing his truth about that, which means in a lot of ways, we're just not trusting him. We're not being patient and trusting him in an aspect of our life. And it is causing a breakdown in that. Again, it's that process, truth, God's truth, then his purity, then the eye self so that we can see clearly. And you need those three in that order. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, if you want to look at it in a big picture form. But in the detail, it is embracing God's truth in this situation or this circumstance or this aspect of my life. Then, in realizing my own sinfulness in that area, if I don't give it to him, so i got to surrender that to him, so I trust him and do it his way with his timing, and exactly as he calls me to, and all the details are his, as well as the big plan. And then I have to walk in purity with him. That means, first of all, asking for forgiveness, and then 
submitting it to him and then walk in purity and trusting him by doing it his way, then it's about removing it, it's about removing the things, okay, that are doing that. And we do that by submitting to the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will show us what to remove so that we can see. He will put the eye salve on and remove the junk that's on our eyes where we can't see God's will. So, and that can look a lot of different ways. There's lots of examples of that. But and I gave you, I just gave you one for me, but there's tons of examples of how to do that. But I will tell you, this is going to be my challenge to you in all of this. There's going to be a process here of how we rid ourselves that's coming up in the next episode of how we rid ourselves of the junk in our lives. And I'm going to walk you through that. Okay. And, and Jesus lays out a plan and it's really starting <laughs> is it verse 19 is what it is. If you want to read ahead, but I'll walk you through that part of the process, but understanding these three aspects, what I want you to, what I would really challenge you to do here is again, ask God to open your eyes through the power of the spirit. So you can see clearly, just ask him, he will do it. And he may show you some things that you need to do. He may call you to do things. He may call you away from things. You need to trust him in that process. And you need to compare what you're sensing, however it's being communicated to you, to God's word. Is it aligning with God's word? Okay. The spirit and the word are in agreement. Okay. They will agree with each other. So make sure that we're doing that. I will also challenge you to really memorize Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, to go along with what you're reading in Revelation. Okay. Memorize that. Memorize Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. I've read those a few times. And understand that we, our goal, the ultimate goal of all of this is to be able to hear God's voice and to be an open vessel when we get to the very end of this thing. So God can use in the way that he chooses, all right, that we will be completely submitted to his will. So let's make sure that as we, we work through each step of this process, that we keep the end goal in mind, and that is to become the open vessel that God can use. And the rewards for us at the end, when we, when we die one day and we go to be with the Lord, that the rewards there will be their force, that we're going to trust that God is going to give us that according to our faithfulness in following him, his will, and his ways. Until next time, go forth in total surrender to the one who owns and reigns over all creation.